Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to give you a quick update as there will not be a new episode airing next week. We are taking a very small break the last week of June, and if you listen to us on Radio Lex every Monday, you can catch the episode you're about to hear again just in time to catch more info on Lexington Pride. But don't worry, because we will be back on the first Monday of July with a long lineup of local do-gooders who will be sharing stories with us as we dive deep into the summer. It's going to be hot, and I'm very excited, so stay tuned. Now, if you want more day-to-day updates on us here at Bluegrass Community Foundation, go ahead and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit our website, bgcf.org. Today's guest is the chair of the Lexington Pride Festival and the love he has for the community of Lexington and every member of the LGBTQIA community is apparent in everything he does. He is so fun and he is so funny and he is certainly not a Dementor and we love him so much. Here is Jeremy Ellis. Thanks for being here today. No problem. Now, you are the busiest man probably in the world right now, so I will not be taking up a lot of your time. Happy Pride Month, by the way. Thank you. Happy Pride Month. I'm sure that you all are like on the edge of your seats at all times right now. So why don't you take a minute to introduce yourself, um, who you are, and what you do? Yeah. So uh, my name is Jeremy Ellis. I'm the chair of the Lexington Pride Festival. Um, so I'm basically... The a wrang I like to call myself a wrangler. Oh yes. <laughs> so I'm just uh, trying to make sure that all the pieces of the puzzle fit together. It's a big puzzle. It is. Uh, the Lexington Pride Festival is the largest public event uh, in Lexington. So we get about uh, anywhere between twenty to thirty thousand people. Um, it's just an estimate. It's impossible to kind of corral and actually know how many people we get. But if you've ever been there, you know that it's uh, it's a wild huge. time. Yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling? Um, at this point, um, <laughs> I feel pretty good. People always ask me what it's like. Um, so 
It depends on when you catch me. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days I'm feeling great. Some days I'm a little bit stressed. So if you see me out and I don't say hi, it's because <laughs> I'm probably thinking about something else. Sure. Now, tell us a little bit about how you got started with not only the Pride Festival, but the Lexington Pride Center in general, because the Pride Center puts on the mm-hmm. Lexington Festival? Okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that. So the Lexington Pride Festival is completely uh, produced by the Lexington Pride Center here in town. Um, it's not a city-sponsored event. A lot of people don't realize that. So it's 100% volunteer-driven. I started in 2018 as the activities chair and kind of moved around from there. Uh, I moved on to fundraising and then took over as chair in 2020, um, which was an exciting year to take it over. <laughs> um, what pressure, by the way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I took it over in August of 2020. And then if everybody knows, in February of 2021, the world uh, shut down. So mm. um, we were definitely, um, I was uh, be, just touch and go on as to whether or not I was going to be able to do anything, but we made it work. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that experience. What does your board look like? How do you all put this thing together? Yeah, so um, the actual board, um, I'm not, it's always varying depending on how many people are there, but <laughs> sure. we, have a, we have a board uh, structure for that, um, and then the center itself has a staff of um, folks and volunteers that run the everyday operations there um, and all of the services that we're able to offer. So we have lots of support groups and community groups. We have a a food pantry uh, that operates out of there. Um, And then the committee itself is kind of an offshoot of that. In a perfect world, we'd have, you know, 12 to 15 people this year. We've got about um, six to eight people at any given time Mm -hmm. uh, running everything. Um, So with it being completely volunteer driven, uh, it's a lot of work for us. All of us have regular nine to five jobs, um, but we do try to give it all that we can Mm. um, and produce an amazing event. So can you tell us a little bit about how the festival has changed, not just since you took over in 2020, but as a whole since you've been involved since you said 2018? Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about the growth that you've seen since you've been there. Yeah. I mean, even since I've been there, we just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, the festival actually started as a private community event on someone's farm here in Lexington. Um, so they would have a picnic, and then it um, just kind of grew. It was a really grassroots thing. And then the center took over the production, um, and it moved. It used to be on the old courthouse mm-hmm. lawn um, downtown and then moved over to the plaza. And this um, after last year, we've actually outgrown the plaza, if anybody was there um, mm-hmm. and seen it. <laughs> um, so we were left with uh, kind of a couple options um, as far as operating Uh, It was either Masterson Station uh, Mm -hmm. Park, which is where most festivals are held, Mm -hmm. or Central Bank Center, which is where we are this year. And in an effort to kind of keep it downtown and still be able to support those businesses, we are moving to Central Bank Center. You all had 50,000 people roughly last year? Roughly about 50,000 people, which I think was in part to people wanting, after the pandemic, wanting to get out. For sure. um, And kind of get a sense of community. So I was not surprised that we Mm -hmm. had as many people as we did. Um, But it's definitely a lot. If you've been to the plaza space um, for anything, you know, like kind of what that entails. So just imagine that many people, all of, we had over 180 vendors. So all of that was packed down there, all of our food trucks, our stages and everything. It's kind of 
a really tight area to fit everything in. So we're excited for the change. Tell us what it's like to plan an event of this, not only just size, but like caliber of importance for the entire state. What does that take? How does that planning look? Yeah, so we start planning um, basically essentially right after the last festival. So our festival is always the last weekend in June. We'll take a little bit of a break in July and kind of um, As you should. <laughs> yeah, recoup and everything. And then in August, we pick up and start going uh, right for the next one. Um, because as far as like scheduling entertainment or any of that, you really, if you want certain people, you have to start booking those really early, mm-hmm. looking at spaces and things like that, looking at last year, how that worked, what worked, what didn't work, and making those changes. Um, so it's really a never-ending thing. Um, and then finding new volunteers. So a uh, Luckily, a lot of the people that are on our committee, they love doing it, so they'll stick around year after year after year. Mm-hmm. People drop off. We always got to find new people. We're always welcoming new <laughs> new committee members. So if you're interested in getting involved in the festival, um, you know we have you can volunteer the day of, or you can volunteer on the committee and help us uh, take some of the weight off of our shoulders. Um, so we're always always looking for people to get involved. Mm. Now, when you hear fifty thousand people. It can be a lot. And I have a lot of little sweet baby cousins who have come out this year, and we're all celebrating all year long, and this is going to be their first Pride. And it can be a little overwhelming. So what would you say to people who are experiencing Pride Festival for the first time? Yeah. um, I think even for me, the first year that I ever went, uh, I was... I came from a really small town in Kentucky mm. where there isn't any queer community mm-hmm. at all. What small town? Uh, Williamsburg. So, okay, yes. Uh, people know it because, like, Cumberland College is right. there and all mm-hmm. that. Um, so I didn't grow up with access to a queer community. I um, So coming here the first year I ever went was in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I thought it was amazing. The first year I worked the festival in 2018 and was actually able to get face-to-face with the amount of families that come out and that was kind of like when free mom hugs Mm -hmm. kind of took off um and they were there and we're just really connecting with people it's amazing so if it's your first time be ready it's a lot to kind of take Mm -hmm. in but we have something for everybody so if you know you're at part of the festival and that's not really your gig you don't like a large crowd luckily with our move to central bank center we have a lot of different spaces and activities that we can offer to people so i think we have something for everybody mm. also stay hydrated yes Keep hydration is key <laughs> luckily we're moving into an air conditioned yes. space um when it's downtown it's always in the high 90s we always have you know hot. 20 to 30 people carted out oh uh, my you know on a stretcher because you kind of get wrapped up in the energy of it, and you're not thinking. Because oh, it's I... so fun, and you're like, oh, I'm just living. And then you start to get a little dizzy, and you're yeah. like, oh, it's just because I'm experiencing so much love <laughs> in one space. Yes, they think it's the whimsy, but it's dehydration. It's dehydration, <laughs> so please drink your water. Um, speaking of things that you have a little bit of something for everybody, tell us what we can look forward to this year. Yeah, so we have a full slate of entertainment. We have multiple performance spaces, which is really nice, which we were able to do downtown, but this year we're able to offer a lot more. So we have a full set of stage entertainment, both in the expo hall, which is where all of our vendors and that will be, and our main stage is up there. Um, we have, we're have turning the ballrooms into kind of a club feel, which is really nice. Mm. We have a silent disco, which I'm very excited about because I'm obsessed with those. Disco. 
Um, but then during the day, we're able to offer um, kind of more low-key um, entertainment. So we have a lot of panel discussions, uh, drag queen story hour for people. We have like a whole quiet space for people that are uh, kind of have sensory issues. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited about that. Now let's talk about drag for just a sec. So we are living in not only a state, but a country that is going through something. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but grow, going through something. And I think I speak for everybody in this room when we say we love and support drag queens. Drag is not a crime. Drag is a great time. Uh, and I know that with Pride, there's a lot of Pride shows and even patrons who come just like expressing themselves as who they are. And that happens to be in drag sometimes. So I would love to know your opinion on how people not only attending the festival, but people who live in a community that we love so much. How can we be supportive of the queens who are just being who they are? Definitely. Um, right now. You know, our climate is a little, a little crazy. Oh, and crazy. we definitely took that into account. We were really fearful when all of the legislation was happened yes. about what the festival would look like if something like those um, kind of bills passed. Our take was we're going to do it regardless. We didn't really care. But supporting local drag is so important. If you look at people... Now, Lexington has an amazing drag scene. Yes. So if you can get out to shows, uh, either you know at Crossings or the Bar Complex or things like that, do it. Uh, Lexington drag is amazing, and I'm a fan of mm-hmm. drag and have been for a really long time. Um, it's not just the girls that you see on Drag Race. Like, yes. Everybody can. Everybody <laughs> watches Drag Race at home, and they're like, oh, I love drag. But unless you can name five local drag queens, you are not a fan of drag. <laughs> so... Um, but we have amazing entertainers lined up. The way our festival works is we do community signups. So we put up, uh, it's closed now, so I'm sorry if you didn't get a spot. <laughs> but we do shows during the day um, on our stages that if you're a drag performer, you just fill out the application. And if we have enough spaces, we try to get as many people as we can. Um, and then in the evening before our headliner comes on, we do, uh, we're calling it the Lexington Legend Show this year, um, where we take... Um, kind of bigger, uh, more active community members um, and highlight their talent. So it's people that have supported the festival for a long time, people that have been in the drag scene here in Lexington for a long time. There's a lot of really recognizable names Mm. there, like Uma Jules, who people might know, um, Jenna Jive, Jada Mack, um, Petty. There's a lot of really, really good entertainment, so we're excited. But everybody who's on our list for this year is, is great. Tell us how people can get involved, not only with Pride Festival, but with the Pride Center as a whole. Definitely. So if you check out our social media, a lot of our activity, like Pride itself is completely volunteer driven. Mm-hmm. So right now our volunteer signups are active. You can check them out. They're on our website or through Facebook. Um, and there's all kinds of things you can do throughout the day. Um, you get, um, it's everything from selling merchandise or counting tickets or working on stage and you know helping the act and produce all of that. Um, and there's a lot of benefits that come with it. I like to tell people you get a free T-shirt. Mm-hmm. If you work a shift more than four hours, we provide lunch. You get free entry. Um, and you get a really good sense of you know community involvement. Mm-hmm. It's a good way, if you're wanting to get involved in an organization like this, it's a really good way to kind of get your feet wet mm-hmm. in it. Um, it's a lot easier this year since we're not having to do setup and breakdown. Yes. Uh, that's when we need our most volunteers, and it's when we get the fewest. So it's normally our sure. committee out there <laughs> until 4 a.m. packing uh-huh. everything up. Uh, so it's a lot if, for people that want to look at kind of volunteering for the first time. This is a good year to do it. Okay, mm. we are going to move into – well, first, I want to give you an opportunity to, like, say anything that maybe we missed or something that you want to be sure that we cover. 
Yeah. Um, so kind of one of our bigger changes this year is uh, we use, when we were on the plaza, we were able to be a free event. So it was kind of uh, mm-hmm. come as you are. This year, uh, moving into Central Bank Center, it is a ticketed model, which gotcha. is a first for us. But we did uh, strive really hardly to keep it, uh, you know, at a nominal expense. So it's ten dollars for anybody eighteen to sixty-five, five dollars for anybody sixty-five and older, and free for anybody under the age of eighteen. Um, and that is all day. So once you pay your admission, you get a hand stamp, and then you can come and go as you please. Uh, we really want people to come and check it out. And then if you want to come downtown, it's only you know, two blocks from right. city from city center. So you can walk down and enjoy um, any of the downtown bars or restaurants and anything like that. And then come back because uh, we'll have entertainment and activities going from 11 a.m. until 10 p.m. So we want people to come and check it out. Is there any room, and I don't know if this will be on the episode or not, but is there any room to expand the festival? Like, are you all set on keeping it one day? Or would you all want to do like a a week <laughs> we do try <laughs> to have activities all week like this week uh this year um we have uh pride bingo at pivot on monday mm-hmm. the 19th at seven and that's all ages so if you want to come and play drag bingo with us we're really excited about that we have our kickoff party at pivot on friday um so there'll be drag that's the finals for our voices of pride competition so the winner of that night will get to perform on stage um at the festival um and those are you can check the schedule for that on our website there's uh prelims all mm. all month um we've done two days in the past we did two days in 2019 mm-hmm. and it was really fun and we loved it um but again with our volunteer base it's just a lot to manage <laughs> i can't imagine so i would love to do two days again uh we did like friday evening and then all day saturday mm-hmm. um it's just a lot of a lot of work so unless we get more volunteers and more people on our committee to help. Um, we This is kind of the most we can manage. So manpower. Yes. If you want more of Pride, please go and volunteer. Yeah. If you want more, if you have ideas, it takes volunteers. Anybody can sit behind their laptop and yes. keyboard and say, you need to do this, this, and this. And that's but great. I, if you want to see it, come out and do it. I'm yes. more than happy for you to come. Our meetings are public. We meet the last Thursday of every month at the Pride Center at 630 so anybody's welcome to come and voice their opinion and volunteer. If you want to do an activity, you know, send me an email. <laughs> We're more than happy to let you. Do you want to drop that email really quick? It is jls at lexpride.org. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, every episode we like to do a fun thing called BGCF Fast Facts, where I ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you give me the first thing that pops up. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. What are you reading right now? People. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything juicy right now? No. No. Um, it has to be in the moment. But that I'm not a huge book reader right now just because I don't have time. And I always think of, if you've watched Steel Magnolias, when Weezer says, <laughs> the book's sitting good, they're going to turn into a mini series anyway. So. I love that. All of my friends are big readers, and they're all People. in that, the gay book club. I can't remember what the name is. Rainbow Readers or something. I love. What are you watching right now? Um, I just finished Yellow Jackets, which is amazing. I'm like a huge TV uh-huh. person, reality TV, Vanderpump Rules, anything on Bravo. I watch them all. My boyfriend hates it. He's like, 
What I cannot world? stop saying, I know that you like Harry Potter. Oh my god, that was the best read I ever. And I was offended because I like Harry Potter I too. I like Harry Potter, but also you deserve that. You're a that. dementor. You d- you're a dementor. It's <laughs> wild. What are you listening to right now? Um, right now, I, um, I'm i actually performing in a show tomorrow night. Um, so I'm listening to the songs that I'm performing. What are you performing? Oh, I... Um, I produce a show in Somerset at a bar at a brewery called the Jar Fly um, every other month. So tomorrow's our big Pride party. So I'm performing. I only come. I I do drag occasionally, um, and I only I'm coming out of retire. I call it retirement, but I do drag like three times a year. Um, so I'm doing Kelly Rowland. I had a mix made with that really fun margarita song on yep. TikTok. If you're mm-hmm. familiar with it, mm-hmm. um, and then I Celine Dion number. <laughs> What's your drag name? Uh, Rachel Appropriation. I love. What's Celine's song? Um, it's all coming back to me. That is okay. I have a friend named Mallory, and Mallory lives karaoke, and she will have two or three drinks and be like, "It's my time." <laughs> I feel really good about it. And she will perform that song and tears the house down. I'm See, so excited. It's really good. A lot of, like, the crowd love it. I normally don't love a drag, like, a ballad at a drag show. Uh-huh. But that I'm, I'm closing it. I'm like, it's different. And it's my show anyway. And I'm like, y'all can sit here and listen it's to It's fine. This. You're going to have the best time. Yes. What are you eating right now? Whatever I can get my hands on. Mm-hmm. I haven't eaten anything today. Oh, I had some M&M's. And I just went to Lucy Brown's and had a coffee. So okay, so we're we're getting yes, there. But I don't eat anything. Sushi's my favorite food, mm. so I'm down for that anytime. Where do you get sushi? Sam Sushi, which is really close to my house. Um, I really like that. School is very good. Buddha. Mm. I like any sushi. I love Sam Sushi. What are you most scared of? Uh, I don't know. Criticism. Mm. Which sounds wild. That's a dumb answer, but. Really, I like take it, um, especially now, like doing, I'm really like visual during the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anytime people are like criticize it, I'm like, I always take it to heart. Mm-hmm. That has to be really difficult being the leader <laughs> of something so big. It kind of is. I mean, you bring it on yourself. So you, it's something you have to get used to. Um, when people think of the festival, they always think of me. Uh-huh. Kind of inadvertently, just because when there's, like, a news interview or a radio interview like this, it's always me who does it because, like, a lot of our people are kind of behind-the-scenes people. And I'm like, I don't care. I'll do it. (laughs) Or I have the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So they don't realize that there's, like, a whole team of people who made this decision. It wasn't just me deciding. You're not in charge of 50,000 people. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I didn't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to plan this whole event by myself. But, but yeah, you got, so that's somebody's it. gotta take the ball. And uh, the ocean. I'm also afraid of the ocean. Me too. <laughs> Octopi, not for me. What are you most proud of? Uh, gro- my growth, I think, mm. is something I'm really proud of, like moving from a really small town to this, to Lexington, which is a big, to me, it would be considered a big city and becoming really actively involved in the queer community and the kind of support that I've been able to, to gain. Mm. Who do you look up to? Uh, there's a lot of like really active community members that I look up to um, that I've met throughout the years, like Tuesday and Uma and Paul Brown, and there's a lot of really great people. Mark Johnson, Anthony Smallwood. Mm. What are you most looking forward to? 
the end of the festival. <laughs> no, I'm July. No, yes, July. July first. I'm looking forward to that. No, I really look forward to seeing the people there. Like once we get there the day of and everything's rolling and you see people having a good time and getting involved. I love that. I love seeing families come and kids and just kind of the sense of community that people have. So, mm. why do you love our community? I think Lexington has a very unique queer community in my perspective. Like. We're really involved. There's always something going on, um, even though, you know, not everybody is as active as some people. Mm -hmm. But especially during the festival and during June, there's always a really good sense of warmth with people. Mm. And it's nice. Like last night, I was out at last night at Lucy Brown or like Lucy Brown's and Coffee or uh, Crossings, and it was just full of people, and they were all having the best time. And I think that's really fun Mm. that we just have a good time as a community. Why do you love yourself? It depends on when you catch me. Sure. <laughs> um, I tend to be like a really confident person and mm-hmm. I, um, or seem to be outwardly. Mm-hmm. People tend to to think that. Um, so that I love that I'm really self-aware. Um, I know exactly how stupid I, <laughs> I am <laughs> and goofy and obnoxious, but I don't mind that about myself. Because it's the best part. It is. And I, you know, I'm able to get the work done and still have a good time doing it. Mm. Last question. How can people learn more about you, about the festival, about the center? Give us all of the goods. Yes. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Lex Pride Fest. Um, you can do Lexington Pride Fest, Lexington Pride Center um, to see all of the great services that we're able to offer over there. Our uh, website, LexingtonPrideFest.org, um, is constantly being updated this month. So um, if you don't see information on there, it will be on there. Um I'm the one who manages that currently, but and I'm not the best at it. <laughs> so it's not always the com- completely up to date, but I do try um, for someone who's not very technical. Um, the same thing, LexingtonPrideCenter.org. Uh, um, we're on Instagram, or you can reach out to any one of us if you have any questions. We're happy to answer them. Mm. Jeremy, thank you so much for being here. We thank you. appreciate you so much, <laughs> and we are so excited. Can't wait for July 1st so that you can breathe, (laughs) but definitely come back next year and let's chat more about everything that, you know, you got going on. Yes. Can't wait to see everybody. June 24th, Central Bank Center, 11 a.m. Yes. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.